0: Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish, and that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplify.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this podcast episode where I brought on my friend Amber, who is the founder of The Mom Inspired Show. And we talk today all about the reasons that we get stuck not doing the things that we know we need to do and fall into what we call passive action versus massive action. So Amber, uh, she actually specializes in teaching women over 40 how to change their diets and improve their fitness programs in order to lose weight. And if that's you you can go find her and if that's not you i know you're going to love the conversation because the things that her and i talk about are they overlap so much it's so funny because some of the things that she says i'm like that's exactly what i tell moms and that is exactly why it's hard for them to declutter like the the reasons that we struggle at anything in our lives generally all have the same underlying reason that comes down to something to do with our mindset our past experiences or our worldviews. And so if we can change those, if we can start to understand those a little bit better, start to change our mind, we can start to make a whole lot of progress. And the other thing that we talked about was how if if you can change, make those small, subtle changes in your mindset and start making shifts in one area of your life, it often trickles into other areas of your life. I talk about this a lot, I say, and have seen it so many times, where moms choose to finally start decluttering their homes, and then it's like a waterfall of other positive changes that they make when it comes to their finances, their budgets, their relationships, their physical health, their mental and emotional well-being. And Amber has seen the same thing in her work. She helps these women change their mindset and the way that they relate to food and exercise, And once they make those changes in the way that they relate to those that that food and exercise, it trickles into the other areas of their lives as well. She says they start budgeting more. They start spending their money more wisely. They start caring about the condition of their home, and it becomes easier for them to make these other positive changes in their life. So if you are wanting to hear a great episode on shifting your mindset and these underlying beliefs that might be holding you back I know you're going to love this episode. So let's dive in and get you introduced to Amber. Hello everybody. Welcome to today's episode. I'm sitting with my friend Amber, who is the host of the Mom Inspired Podcast, and she had me on her podcast a couple of weeks ago. Of course, we talked about decluttering and simplifying decluttering and all of those things. And she's here today to talk about simplifying the way that we actually take action, which is things that I talk to you about all of the time, but she talks on it specifically when it comes to our weight loss and, you know, fixing our bodies and our relationship, I think with like food and how we actually make progress with our physical health. So Amber, thank you for being here. You want to give us a quick intro into what you do?
1: Yeah, so I am the mom, I'm, I'm I'm the podcast host of The Mom Inspired Show, and I'm also a certified life and weight loss coach um, through the Life Coach School, if people know that. And um, I live in Nashville, outside of Nashville, and I have two young girls, and I'm married. And um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's mainly the thing. I, I love coaching women. My main thing is I love coaching moms specifically, but but I love coaching women.
0: I hear you on that, too, because I think there's so many things that, you know, can be applied to generally to anybody, but when it comes to mom life, it's just always a little bit different, and so it's always nice to have somebody who's like, let's make it applicable to, like, your actual life as a mom because there's so many unique things that we deal with. So, okay, the thing that stuck out to me about this conversation, because I know you had a podcast episode on this on your show, Mm -hmm. is the difference between being constantly busy but not productive, Mm -hmm. which is something that happens for all of the moms that I talk to all the time, right? Because we've got like stuff in our houses, like we're always doing something, but are we actually getting anywhere? Um, So my first question for you is why do you think that that happens? Like why do we fall into this like constantly busy trap, exhausting ourselves and depleting ourselves yet never making any progress?
1: Yeah. So I just was talking to you about this before we started recording um, on the last episode that I did. And like, why are we not taking action? And one of the things is I think there's this there's passive action and there's massive action. And the passive action is we'll use weight loss, for example is that you are like just getting ready like think about this like everybody's getting their highlighters and like their planners and their calendars and they're like looking through instagram on like which program they want to do and and then they just get really overwhelmed in that in itself like should i do keto should i do carnivore? should i do i mean there's should i be a vegan i don't even know and so that takes up time right like i mean you could look up and be like, I just spent two hours doing this and you're like, I need the best water bottle and then I need workout clothes, blah, blah, blah. Okay, the list goes on. That's passive action. But here's the thing, how you know if you're actually taking um, massive action is if you're actually getting results. So like, are you losing weight? If that's your goal, are you getting stronger because you're going to the gym? You know, all of these kind of things making progress. So in regards to, you know, decluttering and stuff like that, people could be writing things down, making lists constantly, like going to Instagram, trying to get inspiration, Pinterest, wherever. Right. And they just keep writing things down and making it look all pretty, but they, are they actually going to the closet and starting to pull things out and make that progress?
0: Oh my gosh, Amber, this is hilarious because, because I know for sure that the moms who are listening to this are like, oh my gosh, Krista says this all the time. And now we're hearing it from somebody else. Somebody like, else like, in different so, ways. Yeah. 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 I'm like,
1: oh man, she went there with the planners.
0: Oh, she went
1: for the planners. You're like, oh, oh. shoot, those planners They're going to be like, why are you dissing the planners? No, I <laughs> so, love, listen, I love a planner, but that's a tool to get you to making massive action. Right. Like not just getting right. caught up in it.
0: <laughs> right. And I think it's a tool to get you to take action. If yeah. it's a tool that actually works for you. Like right. I've finally accepted after 15 years that planners aren't for me. Mm-hmm. Whiteboards are for me. Yeah. Like whiteboard calendars for me. That's yeah. what works. That will get me to take action. But I've love it. i just finally waved, you know, my white flag on that. i like, yeah, I'm not going to spend any more money on planners because they don't work for me. Yeah. Um, okay. And then I, something else that you said, And I'm curious if this is something that you do for people. So when I, it comes to like my fitness and eating well, Mm -hmm. it's essential for me to have a plan. Otherwise I waste all of the minutes that I have Mm -hmm. on the plan. Yeah. Like, like as simple. And I talked to my husband about this a lot too. Like I need a checklist of just like, tell me what to do like for the workout and then I'll go do it. And Simple as that. But sometimes making my own plan is really hard. Like I'm just, I can make a decluttering plan, so easy for me. Making yeah. like a workout plan for me, not so easy. Yeah. So is that yeah. something
1: that you offer? Yeah, you know, and and so I don't. And the thing is, is I will spend time in the action um, line. That's so if people are familiar with Life Coach School, there it's um it's a lot of thought work and mindset and it and really the where our actions come from. So hang hang in there with me. Like everybody's gonna be like, whoa, where are we going? But like our actions are driven by our thoughts. So if you think about like, um, so you're kind of like, all right, I'm just gonna let me think about something that you're just trying to do. Um, you were saying like, if you try to make your, um, workouts, that can be kind of hard. Is that what you were saying?
0: Yeah. So a workout plan, or even it might be simpler to like a meal plan for me. is it's just for whatever reason it's hard for me to piece it together like i can spend weeks trying to piece together yeah a plan and then i'm not actually doing anything doing it better
1: yeah so you so this is one thing that i would do really fast like and this is so simplified but like it's the thought is i'm not really good at making a meal plan or i'm not really good at making a workout plan and then the feeling that you're going to get from that thought is probably frustrated And then the actions that are coming from frustrated is probably you're like, I'm going to go watch Netflix. I'm going to go scroll Instagram. I'm going to just like go eat a donut like you're (laughs) because now you're frustrated. Right. And so then you're not getting the result of actually working out. So what I do with my clients is I really help them shift, like trying to figure out what thoughts are they having? So if you switch that thought and said, you know what, I'm going to give myself 10 minutes to come up with a plan then your your feeling may be empowered and then your action would be i did the workout even if it wasn't perfect you know and um i now know what i need to do which then will make the result i did my workout and i feel better and so even that kind of stuff we don't realize like how much our thoughts really can sabotage what we're doing like i I think a lot of times we think oh what can thoughts do no thoughts really do play a role into how we act and then the results we get So with the coaching and going back to like talking about why I like working with moms, we are so used to having to give, 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 give to everybody. And so like, we're usually last on the list. And that's the thing that I love helping moms because really it's a place for them to come to. So we can work. However, we can work on your thoughts. We can work on the action line. We could do whatever it's for them because how many times we're with friends we're like, wait, did, did they, say what they needed to say before we got interrupted by the kids five times like did i get to say what i needed to say i don't want to take up too much time like because i want them to have time and when you have coaching sessions it's all about you and as moms i feel like that's such a special gift to just be able to talk to somebody about the specific issue you're having and that we can focus on you and you don't have to feel bad so how i kind of just i kind of go by like what they need and i can usually figure out like is it a bigger issue like mindset or really is it like a tactical, like we just need to go through this, but I'll tell you, a lot of times people want, like, tell me what to eat, tell me what to do. But like, if that was the case, everybody would already be their fittest and at the weight that they want. If we don't figure out like, why do you keep pushing that off and why you don't want to do it? It's going to get really hard to get your two your results because if everybody's just like, just eat 1500 calories and eat chicken breasts, blah, 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 and go do your workout. People would just do it, but like, that doesn't work for everybody. Like, There's deeper roots going through of why somebody's not taking action.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Again, you're saying <laughs> like, it's so parallel. Like yeah. what you're saying, because I yeah. said all the time, like if decluttering was just as easy as getting rid yeah. of your stuff, we all would
1: have done it by now. I know. But it totally haven't. is. Yes. And a lot of times too, people like, you know, you'll find that like, here's some common things. If people have extra weight on a lot of times they might have like a cluttered home and they they might also spend more money like there is like these commonalities between those you know um those issues that you might be dealing with for whatever reason and so for me i know if my house is really cluttered it's really hard for me to think like let's just go cook a meal because if like there's so much stuff on the counter i'm like i can't even like see what i'm doing like i it it just feels like I think what it is, it feels hopeless. You're like, why? I'm like, this is so messy. I let's just go get takeout, and I think that just keeps happening. And then you end up spending more money, right? So you see how that just keeps going around and round.
0: Yeah, I think we talked about that on the episode that I did with you too. Of like, there, there's so many situations where moms, and this was me too before, where it's like you get to the end of your day, you have to make dinner, and there's dishes in the sink, and you're like, oh my gosh, like before I can even make dinner, I have to like take two steps back. And then I have to have to do the dishes. I have to unload the dishwasher. Then I have to load the dishwasher again. Then I have to make dinner. Then I have to unload the dishwasher again. And then I got to do the dinner dishes. And it's just like, it, there were were so many times. And I know a lot of moms can relate to this too, where it's like, we're just going to order a pizza tonight because that's, that's what, that's where we're at. Like, yeah, hopeless is a good way of saying it, what you said. Right. Um, which I've never, I've never worded it that way, but yeah, I mean, it's like, what else am i going to do like i know the options know. aren't great
1: yes um, well and think about it too like a lot of times people use their um, exercise equipment as like places to throw their clothes right oh yes so yeah yeah right so you're talking about again kind of similar to the kitchen it's like if things are so messy and you can't get through it there's too much noise so you know that's another thing like this is why i think the, these two go together it's like or peanut butter and jelly right and so it's it's like You do want to have a clear space even if you can't get your whole house cleared like if you're working out that needs to be cleared and then trying to keep your counters cleared enough and maybe your fridge so that you can make those good decisions and not feel overwhelmed and just like throw your hands up in there and say forget about it
0: yeah yeah and they do go together and sometimes Mm -hmm. i feel like it's a chicken or the egg thing like which one is going to happen first yeah um which i think is a good lead into what the other thing that you talked about is this idea of perfectionism and the way that it stops people from taking any action at all. And then you don't even get a chance to like have a chicken or an egg because you're like doing nothing. (laughs) I
1: know. I know. Yeah. So are you ready for me to talk about that or did you? Yeah. Like
0: what's your, well, I was curious what your definition of perfectionism is because Mm -hmm. I think it's um, a confusing word because it makes it sound like, oh, I do everything perfectly, but that's not, that's not actually true.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So one of the things that I learned through, um, through my coaching certification and the person that like runs it, her name's Brooke Castillo, but she talks about B minus work and I really love that and I think a lot of perfectionists will be freaking out right now when you think about a B minus you're like oh my gosh that's so close to C. <laughs> and yeah. so, um, but like just think about it, I, I used to always say 80% so I think sometimes B minus helps a little bit more visual but. If you could just do B minus work, you would make so much progress. And so all the people who are freaking out right now, because they're just like, oh my gosh, like I always got A's and A plus. But the thing is, is like, how, how much are you like not producing? Because you're kind of like, it needs to be that A, A plus work. And so then nothing's getting out there. So for example, for me, you know, with doing a podcast, I mean, there are times that I'm kind of like, I just got to get the show notes out there, or there's going to be like, Maybe I'm not like editing up, like if somebody has a dog come in and they're barking, I'm just like, whatever, this is real life, right? Especially for moms. I mean, this is the real deal, right? Like, I mean, I'm not going to have it like crazy, like sounds, but you know, because here's the thing, as I see a child walk by and you're like, perfect timing, because here comes the (laughs) four-year-olds. Yeah, B minus, leave it in there. And so why I say this is because if we are trying to do the best work in our lives, whatever that may be you will probably get held up and you won't be producing at the level that you want to be producing. But if you could say to yourself, can I do B minus, can I do just B if you want to do B plus whatever, but I really just talk about B minus you will be able to get so much out in there, out in the world. So even if there's typos or even if there's glitches or even if it's like, oh, I didn't say that the right way, you still are going to impact someone's life. Like whatever it may be, if you're paralyzed by being a perfectionist, it will never get out. And so, which one's better? It's better to have b minus work out there and impacting people versus like the perfect work that never happens sitting on your computer.
0: right. Okay, this is really good, too. So just to get maybe mm-hmm. I know people listening, most people who are listening don't necessarily have a podcast, but I think this is a really right. good,
1: yeah, I'm using that picture as an example. To paint. yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: a really good picture to paint for people because if you go back and listen to I don't know what your beginning episodes were like, but my first episodes are. So, not good. Like, the audio (laughs) is awful. It was like recorded on a dying laptop speaker, Mm. and they are not there. Like, the audio is not good. Like, I had to actually go back and delete some of them too, because I didn't know how to edit. And then, like you said, my dog was literally barking, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like, be quiet. But yeah, yeah. If I didn't do that, and I've, I've always felt like a little bit insecure about it because I think with perfectionist tendencies, you, mm-hmm. you probably will still have that lingering feeling, but you do it anyway. Yeah. And the thing that I have learned from that is that just getting it out there with the typos, with the imperfections is better than not doing it. Because imagine yeah. if I hadn't done that, I oh, yeah. wouldn't be here right now. Right. But the other thing is that once you have that work there mm-hmm. and that foundation established, you can go edit it. And I don't mean yeah. like go and edit the old, old podcast, but you can review what you've done in the past and then create the next version yeah. of it. Right. That makes sense. Like I well, really right. recorded the same episodes yes. just
1: with better audio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, you know, so, cause I didn't really talk about what I really coach on and I really do like helping moms, um, lose weight for the last time. And I really love helping moms that are kind of like 40 to 55. Um, not that I don't help moms in the thirties, but I do feel like there's something like when you start getting closer to 40 hormones starts changing. People are generally done having kids, they can think a little bit, they're like out of the weeds of having newborns and they can kind of put that focus on themselves. So where the perfectionist comes into with a lot of my clients they are like, well, I didn't eat perfect. So then they just throw the whole day out the whole week, who knows? And that sets you back every time. So if you can just be like, I didn't eat the way that I wanted to, or I didn't work out today. It's like, what can you do? What is the next best decision that you can do? And if you can get rid of that perfectionist mindset, you will make so much progress because if you keep starting and stopping, it's like you lose so much time. Now, if you can shorten that time up, like, so some people, if they mess up, say Monday, they may be like, I'm not going to turn this around till next Monday. But if you get to the point where you're like, okay, I'm going to turn this around Tuesday. That is so much better than waiting a whole week. If you can get really good at that, you mess up, say Monday morning, you're like, Oh, I didn't do my plan can you turn around at lunch on Monday? So, you know, it's that kind of stuff, but you have to practice that whole B minus mindset in order to be able to do that. Because if you don't ever do B minus work, you don't ever get to practice that because you're always just sitting, trying to be perfect, which then means you're probably never doing anything. And I'll go back to the whole podcast situation. If I was always trying to do a podcast so perfect and everything, people probably get one podcast a month, but like, you know, in the podcasting world, people are expecting to get a podcast every week. You have to be consistent or people will just drop off. And so that means I can't be a perfectionist because I'll never get it done. And so do we, people People want like a perfectionist podcast once a month or do they want B minus like weekly? I feel like people are gonna be like, I want B minus weekly. Like I can get over whatever's not perfect. <laughs>
0: Right. So, if you're listening to this and you like A plus podcasts, maybe this isn't the one. <laughs>
1: right. Well, that's what and I would say. Okay like, if that. you're looking for that, that's not me. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: yeah. Not me. Not me either. And that's yeah. okay. Yeah. You can go enjoy that. Um. Okay. So we talked about perfectionism. Yeah. And I've noticed I have two other things that I want to talk to you sure. about. Um, first is, do you notice the that there's like maybe two or three? I don't know. Common hurdles that are like the root issue that hold moms back from making this progress and being consistent. Mm. Um, I mean, cause I can share a little bit about like what I see from okay, yeah. the moms that I sure, work with. Yeah. And a lot of it is like fear of the future, like what the future mm. might hold for them. Um, yeah. so they get stuck in indecision of like, I don't want to make the wrong choice. Yes. Um, which might be, you know, an extension of perfectionism, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, fear of what other people think. Mm. Um, Like making decisions that might not be approved by other people um, and maybe an inability to advocate for themselves and feel Mm. like they're actually worthy of making those decisions that they know will serve them. Those are things that I see. I don't know if you see that with your work as
1: well. Um, you know, so the question was, um, why do some people not take action? Is that what you're asking me exactly?
0: What are some common reasons that we don't take action?
1: Yeah. So I do think people feel like they're going to fail. So they're kind of like, why even do it? Like, is this going to really matter? And that's why I feel like, um, with coaching, um, it's so important because sometimes you really just need that outside person to kind of like, that's not, you know, invested in your life. Like, so it's completely out of like. The people, you know, and all that so you can kind of speak freely, I think that helps and um, but the other thing too is I feel like people. They just are like I I just don't know and so they're self doubting themselves and then they're like, you know, do they even prioritize themselves. You know, and also and then another thing too that I think about that and I just talked about this on the last episode is people give themselves way too much time like. Like this is like so obvious so i'll use this but it's like if i told you like i just did an eight hour workout you'd be like (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) is wrong (laughs) like (laughs) you would be like you're doing it wrong but when we think about that with other things i think we're like oh we just spent eight hours working on this project or whatever but it's like were you really taking massive action or was that passive action and you were just scrolling along writing everything down being a perfectionist Right. And so I think people just give themselves too much time. And so they're just not getting stuff done or, or taking action because they're just stuck in that busy work instead of actual, like, are you making that progress to get, produce real results?
0: That's, that's such a hilarious, like way of looking at it. Like, yeah, like, no, you are not going to work out for eight <laughs> hours, like at a time. Um, but that's really helpful too. Cause that was one of the things that I wanted to ask you that I forgot to is like, what, okay from when you say massive action, like to me, I think, well, massive action means that I have to be like doing these big, huge things. And I know that's not true. Cause I've been right. in the same arena as you, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but massive action sometimes is like just a really powerful 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Instead of eight hours.
1: Right. Well, right. But, and, but it goes back to like, can I get a B minus? Like job done in 20 minutes maybe you can where if you giving yourself to so here's the thing this goes by, back to the mindset stuff you give yourself too much time guess what your mind's gonna do it's gonna be like i'm not good at this i'm never gonna be able to do it look at this girl she's doing so much better than me it gives your mind too much free space to be like have all this a negative emotion and then you got to overcome that and then where if i just said to you you got to do this in 20 minutes. Guess what? You're going to be like, okay, like you are going to try to like get something to me. Like, you know, there's a deadline and you really want it. You're just going to get it done. You're like, cause if I don't get it done, if I'm trying to be perfectionist and I only have one paragraph and you need to give me five, you're going to miss that deadline. And there will be absolutely no chance of whatever you were trying to do versus, hey, if I can give you B minus five paragraphs, hey, I have a better chance than it just sitting on my computer and I didn't even turn it in.
0: Yeah, I saw a statistic one time and I share this with moms in my decluttering programs that, yeah, you can have the plan, but you need to also have a deadline for it because it's something like people are 80 times more likely to complete something if they give themselves a deadline. And it's not that the deadline is like, if you don't get it done by that time, exactly like you failed and what's the point, you still likely got most of it done Mm -hmm. and you just have to finish up that last little bit or at least made the progress that you needed to make. Um, So yeah, deadlines and that... That boundary of like, I don't, you know, this is when I'm going to do it, and I'm going to go as, you know, do as much as I can within that time frame. Yeah. Um, or even things I would think like water goals, right? Like, this is the goal that you're working towards, and as long as you're like moving toward that, right, that's good, and you'll and you'll continue to improve. Love it. Um. Okay. So the final thing that I want to talk to you about, and we kind of talked about it a little bit, is the trickle effect, Mm. which is. What you were talking about like when people start making these you know getting support from somebody like yourself to help them yeah. improve fitness nutrition hormonal yeah. balance i'm sure okay. yeah it naturally improves other areas of your life. Yes. do you notice that too
1: yeah okay yeah so you know when i was so i've been doing the podcast since 2016 so it's been a long time and um in 2018 um I had met with somebody who was doing a podcast close by to me proximity wise, and I met up with her at Starbucks and I was like, okay, so how are you, you know, making money? I wanted to just to pick her brain. Um, but she also does weight loss stuff. And so, and she does coaching and mindset stuff too. So very, I very similar. And she went to the same coaching certification. Anyway, I asked her about like, the podcast and i and i was talking about losing weight and she said you really need to pick one thing like especially when they're big things like that and i think so many of us want to do a lot of things and then we're just kind of like we're not diving deep into the one thing it's like we're just hitting the top surface now i understand people might be like but didn't you say b minus but but if your attention is diverted like too many places it, it's like trying to clean five rooms at the same time, it's like you just be going into each room and then you're like, I don't know what I've done instead of just focusing on one spot at a time. So in this situation, she was like, you need to pick one. I knew even though I wanted to make money with the podcast and stuff, I knew that if I picked weight loss, that would change my life because that was the big umbrella for me. And I knew if I could figure out how to do that. It was gonna teach me how to do a lot of other things. Funny enough, that year I lost over 50 pounds and I made the most um, on my podcast through affiliates. And that wasn't even my goal. So kind of going along with what you said. And then now I'm able to help so many moms because I've lost over 50 pounds, I've kept it off. I know what the struggle is like, so I can actually give back and help people and talk about it on their podcast. You know, I realize not everybody can afford coaching. And so I try to give so much free content away that they can take advantage of that. But if I had not figured that out, I would still be spending all my energy trying to figure out like how to lose weight and then I wouldn't have been able to do what I really wanted to do and that's happened so many times And i'm sure you realize that with decluttering it's like. If you just keep focusing your energy on this it's like you never get to the other stuff in your life that you're like meant to do.
0: yeah I love that and I think that's a really good reminder for everyone, but also myself and that. You know, obviously I, I focus on decluttering. And yeah. I've seen the same things happen too where people, you know, declutter their homes yeah. and then all of a sudden like their finances are improved or mm-hmm. they're getting out of um, you know, situations that really are not healthy for them or they start mm-hmm. prioritizing their health and they buy, you know, just a natural byproduct start to yes. lose weight and can it's just easier to cook in a kitchen that's yeah. Clean. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: yeah, cleaned and easy mm-hmm. to clean up. Um but it's such a good reminder that there's so many avenues to start making just one subtle change yes. in your life that can trickle into all of these other areas. Yeah. So that's why I was excited to talk to you because I'm like, I feel yeah. like we do the same thing kind mm-hmm. of obviously in different ways, different but, areas. Yep. Yeah. Different, yeah. Different areas of life, but those benefits are still there yes. and they do still trickle out into the other areas of your life.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, We probably need to do a workshop together. We'd be like, let's tackle the house and tackle our weight. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
0: Stay tuned for that, everybody. Yeah. Ask your audience
1: if they would like that. Okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I've been doing um, monthly workshops, or not workshops, uh, decluttering challenges, and I've been bringing in a guest expert. Oh, cool. yes. If you guys are like, yes, please bring Amber, let me know. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) I want to know. Let me know. Sounds good. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And okay. So on that note, where can people find you? And I know you offer um, the coaching, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, tell us where we can find you and what you offer yeah. us.
1: Yeah. So you can follow me on Instagram at mom inspired living. but if you want to go to my website, it's, um, the mom inspired show, um, actually it's mominspiredshow.com. And then if you want to take a look at the coaching, it's mominspiredshow.com forward slash coaching. And, um, I really love giving this to my listeners, but you know, when I go on, um, other people's show, I love doing this too. Um, I offer a free 30 minute, um mini coaching session and I say take advantage of it um it is not easy to get in with people to do one-on-one coaching and especially to do it for free and as you know like people as they start growing their coaching business it becomes group coaching and it becomes you know memberships and and so it's like take advantage and I say this for anything. If you guys hear this across the board, not even just me. If you see somebody and you can get one-on-one coaching, that's just for you, take advantage of it. But I love giving that away um, to be able to help someone and so that they leave with something. Like we will I will give them some tips that they can start implementing the moment we get off the phone. So it's not just a matter of, you know, we're just gonna talk about random stuff and then you get off and you're like, okay, I can't even apply this. No, I really like use that 30 minutes and get to the heart of things, come up with a plan plan. You can bounce things off of me, brainstorm, whatever. And um, so you can do that. And I always say too, if you can't find a time, I know I'm shooting a lot of information off. You can always email me at amber at mominspiredshow.com. But yeah, I would love to meet anyone and and just chat about like the struggles that they're going through.
0: I love that. Yeah. And if you guys, yeah, there's so much power in the one-on-one, which is another thing that I was telling my audience about a couple months ago, where some people like, like you said, groups and courses, yeah. like you can get yourself. Awesome. Yeah. A yeah. lot of people can get themselves really far with just that. Yeah. Um, and they can even get themselves all the way. Mm-hmm. And then there are some people who really need that one-on-one. So they if do. you've been feeling stuck, get that, like, there's nothing wrong with that. And I've been telling people that too, like maybe what I offer you from a distance, you know, online yeah. yep. digital courses, isn't enough. And you need somebody to come sit with you in your house. Like
1: Get that if that's what you need. Yes. Right. And some yeah. people do. They need that hand holding. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. sounds like if that's what somebody needs and is trying to lose this weight and yeah. make these changes, Yep. get someone to help. There's nothing wrong with that.
1: Yeah. Okay. And, and I'll, and I'll so add to. I'll <laughs> add to like, especially with going into summer, so many people get stuck on the summer clothes and th- you might run into this with decluttering and stuff, holding on to clothes that don't fit and all that kind of stuff, but uh, <laughs> you're smiling. Yeah. They can't see yeah. that. But um <laughs> but so many moms too I feel like the summer rolls around and they just totally are like oh my gosh I do not want to wear these clothes I don't like I don't want to expose myself I you know I don't want to wear a bathing suit and so I did an episode on that um but even for something specific for like even the season, like if you have clothes that you want to show me and you want to be like, I don't know, or you're just like you want to, some ideas on where you can go shopping like I love helping people with that too so uh, I'm just throwing that out there like because it since that's more time sensitive with summer rolling around. Um, but I, I love helping um, moms on the 30 minute call so like you could take advantage of it.
0: That's awesome. That's a really yeah. great Thanks. addition.
1: Yeah,
0: I love Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for being here, Amber. This is really helpful. I'm going to put all of your information for anybody who wants it into the show notes, the description. So you can find that, click on those really easily and go find her. Um, and thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Yeah.
2: Of excess estrogen, um, or maybe you're just highly sensitive to that, that increase of estrogen. That's also really possible too. Um, I, I, myself included amongst many of, um, my clients, um, they get the, um, ovulatory cramps and, um, maybe have a headache or just, are just ultra sensitive to that ovulation. So where they actually ovulating, they don't, they have the energy, but they also feel a little bit, um, irritable. Yeah. 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 And so it it could be that hypersensitivity to that estrogen. It could be an excess of estrogen as well.
0: I'm going to look into that because I've heard of it, but I didn't know that it was associated with that. Cause that's when I do feel like the most irritable and I do like, feel like I should be energized, but I mostly just, I like disoriented is, is what it is. Like, I'm like, Oh, like what is wrong with me? Like, I feel like I'm supposed to be like at my peak. I'm just like, like kind of brain foggy and yeah.
2: Yeah. And there could be, um, you know, on a purely like physical level, you could, you know, find, you know, foods or teas or, um, things like that, that could help maybe nourish it and stabilize that for you and maybe make a difference. Um, and then there's, you know, looking also at the energetics and things like that, like what's, um, what are the underlying emotions and what's happening during that time, um, could also, impact because everything that we um, associate ourselves with is, it it does um, affect the cycle. So um, starting with the first, the beginning of your phase is menstruation. So the the moment that you bleed is day one. This is day one of a new cycle. So this is a time if you wanna associate it with seasons, which I find is just the best way to understand it because we all understand how seasons work, right? So how it relates, it relates to winter. So if you understand uh, nature, it it goes dormant, right? It doesn't mean that it's not alive, it's just dormant, it's restful. And it needs to do that in order to rejuvenate for the coming spring right? And so your body is actually doing the exact same thing. It is shedding the endometrial lining that has been built up as a nice cushy little space for a possible baby. And when it's no longer needed, it releases. And so there's a lot of energy um, happening. So when you're feeling really tired, you don't have a lot of energy, but your body is actually doing a lot just like the trees underneath the soil are doing a lot your womb is shedding that endometrial lining because it's no longer needed and on an energetic level you are shedding the last cycle everything that happened in that cycle all of your emotions everything right it's all being released and so it's really important to honor this time and actually rest (laughs) and uh, <laughs> I know, I know that a lot of, you know, we have a lot of working women and, um, these factors come into play and they think, well, how am I supposed to do that? You just have to find ways, um, to honor. Maybe that's hiring help. Maybe that's asking for support from family members or friends. Um, maybe that's lightening your workload, any which way you can just finding the way to lighten the workload, um, conserving your energy, uh, Taking care of yourself, nourishing yourself somehow, some way, even if it's at the end of the workday. There are, there, are, where there's a will, there's always a way. Um, so finding that way to kind of rest and nourish during this time is really important because it actually sets you up for your entire cycle. So if you push yourself really hard during your menstruation phase, you are likely going to experience um, um, maybe a more what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> not so pleasant premenstrual phase and and period the next round. Um, So that's uh, your winter phase, that's the shedding, that's the letting go, it's the restart, it's the death and the rebirth. Then you move into follicular phase. Um, Hormonally speaking, this kind of of overlaps. So um, what's happening in follicular phase is your estrogen is starting to rise And this is what gives you a little pep in your step. Okay, so this time overlaps your bleed. And you'll usually, most, I feel like a lot of women feel it on an average about day three. Day three, they start to feel a little bit more alive, a little bit more vibrant, but it is really important to still honor the whole bleed. Um, And so I like to kind of say follicular phase starts after your bleed, but it actually overlaps. And so follicular phase is like spring. It's the rebirth. It's the resurgence of energy. This is a time where you will likely start to feel just a bit more creative. Um, I find myself making lots of lists. I'm like, oh, I have an idea for this. Oh, I have a creative idea for this. Oh, I can think outside the box for this. And I will, I'm a list maker during my follicular phase. (laughs) That's, I brainstorm a lot. Um, you know, your pattern may be different than mine, but it's a resurgence of energy where you start to feel like yourself again, and you might want to be more social and you might want to, you know, dress up a little bit. Um, and this is a beautiful time actually to take on new things because during this time, your brain actually has the capacity to take on things new information and integrate it more easily, which I find fascinating. Um, So if there's something that you've been wanting to learn or something you wanna try, follicular phase is a beautiful time to take that on. And then you have ovulation, which is the shortest phase. The rise in energy, you'll feel ovulatory energy for I'd say an average of four days. Again, this is give or take because a uh, normal cycle is between 28 days to 35 days. So it really depends on your cycle and your pattern. So that's why, again, why it's really important to track your cycle. Um, but I would say on an average, you, you feel the ovulatory energy for about four days until it peaks, which is actual ovulation, which is 24 hours. This is like summer. So summer, everything is in full bloom. The sun is at its highest Point in the sky. We have the longest days. You're out, you're social, you're barbecuing, you're in your bikini, you're feeling sexy, you're feeling hot, you're feeling communicative. These are all of your superpowers during this time. Right. And leading up to that peak of ovulation, those four days is usually when you're feeling like, oh, I'm a little spicy, you know, um, that you can use this to your advantage. Right. You can, um, you can, if you have appointments that you need to speak or publicly speak, or your communication is on point during this time. If you have something that you want to ask for, not only is your communication going to be more clear, but your pheromones are going to work in your favor (laughs) (laughs) because you're just, you got the glow, right? You just, people are just naturally magnetically attracted to you because your body is saying, Hey, I'm ready for, you know, (laughs) (laughs) ready to receive. Ready to receive here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you can, use, you, can, you can harness that that power and, and, and really um, utilize it to your, to your benefit. But again, it is the shortest one, so you have to kind of act fast. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, uh, your estrogen will go from its peak high point in the sky and it'll start to plummet. And that's when you feel a dip in energy. This is when we move into fall our luteal phase. So luteal phase, again, like autumn, this is a time for letting go. It's a time for winding down. Whereas the first portion, follicular and ovulatory, right? The energy is rising and now it's falling. So this is a great time. Your superpowers here are organization. really kind of hyper folk, the the inner critic gets really high here. And this is where it gets a bad rep, right? Inner critic is really high. Maybe we sound like we're complaining or we're, um, nagging, or just pointing out all the things that aren't working, (laughs) but, but that's actually your superpower. You're actually designed for this because from a purely biological standpoint, one, if you're pregnant, you're, you're more hyper aware of everything and that's going to protect you and possible baby. Okay, so there's that point. Also, it's going to be preparing you, if you're not pregnant, it's going to be preparing you for deep rest. And how can you rest if there's a bunch of things that need to be done <laughs> or there's a bunch of things in your life that are incomplete, right? Um, these things they it's like a natural response to wrap it up like get it together wrap it up get it under control so that you can either rest and also rest if you're pregnant cuz lord knows first trimester is is a doozy <laughs> it makes you want to rest the whole time <laughs> so it's it's getting you prepared right to let go of everything that's not going to be of service that's going to be a burden whatever so that you can come into rest and surrender. And so I also find myself very productive during this time. Um, And also again, inner critic um, on an energetic level, this is also a time in which um, internal things that are incomplete will arise, right? Um, Things that maybe we've shoved down and and didn't wanna think about, but now all of a sudden we're thinking about them (laughs) It's because it's ready to be transformed Um, and oftentimes this is a time that even though our communication skills aren't on point, our BS meter, uh, we have no more tolerance for BS. And, uh, it's almost as if the, that inner wild woman inside of you wants to be heard. She wants to be seen and she wants to be heard, not in the way that ovulation did, but in a way that if, Ooh, I've been stuffing this down now, it's going to come forward. So you can actually use that to your, to your advantage, Um, but also knowing your patterns and and finding ways to, to move through that wild woman (laughs) energy in a way that isn't going to be super harmful to people. Right. Um, And then we move into back into menstruation. Right. And mind you, I didn't say the superpowers of menstruation. So, the last, those last two luteal and menstruation, as you know, uh, from again, biologically speaking, we have a rise in progesterone, which is going to make you a bit more weepy, a bit more bluesy, a bit more sensitive. So, yes, but on a biological standpoint, on an energetic standpoint, it's as if the veils are thinning between you and the spirit world or you and your higher conscious, whatever you want to call it, however you relate. Um, to again kind of tap into those inner shadows um to uh tap into your deep intuition so during menstruation oftentimes women um have very uh lucid dreaming or um just a heightened intuition and then again on a biological standpoint menstruation your brain is at a more equal level and so you you have an a better understanding of kind of the whole picture. So those are all a breakdown with a lot of the different superpowers. (laughs)
0: Yeah, That's really helpful too. Um, I think, and I hope that some people can maybe notice, like just, I think hearing, hearing the different phases and like the different ways that you might be feeling are helpful to start noticing that. Like, you know, if you're feeling particularly sharp with your words. (laughs) You might be like, okay, so, you know, maybe it's not such a bad thing that I am, you know, feeling this way. Like, how can I embrace it and use it to be more productive? Um, I think that's why I like the the luteal phase so much. It's because I'm a Virgo and I'm like, let's be productive. Like, let's make this efficient. Like, let's just problem solve this out and get it done. Um, I really like that. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of times where I'm like, if I don't rein it in, I definitely, you know, I'm going to. Come across as naggy, or mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. overly critical over like things that don't matter. Because I do notice those things. You know, I notice things. You know, like for example, we're renovating our house, and I do feel like like every month I'm like, oh my god, like all of these unfinished projects are driving me nuts. And other yeah. times I don't care. Like I literally don't even see them. And then there's that one time a month where I'm like, oh my god, like
2: right, you see everything.
0: everything. Yeah, nobody's doing anything. We're like wasting our life away. <laughs> so dramatic yes. but yeah. I'm like okay I'll be I'll be fine in a couple days
2: yeah and you know if you're in a relationship this is really helpful too to communicate all your to communicate how this works and how what your patterns are as well like communicating those in relationship I find are incredibly helpful so speaking of the luteal phase and the nagging uh you know critic that comes up uh, there was this time where I don't know, I must've sound really naggy. So I was like, this needs to be done and this needs to be done and this isn't done. And I was feeling really stressed, right? Like, oh my gosh, there's so much stuff to do and <laughs> I can't do it all. And my husband was hearing, I didn't get it done. She wants me to get it done. I'm not doing a good enough job. That's what he was hearing. And so he became really upset and frustrated with me. He was like, I wish you could just like stop nagging. I feel like all you're doing is complaining. And I had this moment where I was like, oh my gosh. I can imagine that that's exactly how you hear it right now. And it's not a reflection of you. Uh, I can see how you might internalize that, but it's not a reflection of you. I'm in luteal phase and we've had this conversation about what the phases are, but let me just break it down to you for a second. Like Now, mind you, luteal phase, I am not always this... um, together, right? With my composed. (laughs) So I really had to take a breath and like rein it in and be like, okay, let me hear him. Let me actually communicate. Let me allow myself to be vulnerable and not shielded. Right? And so I said, I just want you to know, like, it's not you. And this is what I'm designed to do. I'm designed to find all the areas that aren't working And I'm not nagging, but I'm simply pointing it out because that's what I'm biologically wired to do. Um, And as I broke it, he was like, oh, wow. Oh, okay. He goes, so how how can we work together to get these done? And I was like, whoa, like this is a huge breakthrough moment in our relationship. Yeah, (laughs) And simply because I was able to kind of lower the warrior guard of the inner critic and be vulnerable, which is not always the easiest thing to do. Um, and he was willing to actually hear me in that moment too. And it really helped to shift inside of our relationship because now as I move through this and I start going on about this isn't working, this isn't working. He's like, okay, she's in Ludio phase. Do you want chocolate? He'll be like, do you want cho- some chocolate? Like how can I, what do we need to get done?
0: it's so helpful it's so helpful
2: yeah
0: um and I think like just to kind of wrap things up too I think those are good conversations to have because it helps normalize it and it helps us exist in the world easier because Mm -hmm. it's it's not realistic in the kind of society I don't know you live in Italy so
2: maybe it's easier where you (laughs) No, it's 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 pretty much across the board I think yeah (laughs) everywhere
0: if we can have these conversations at home like with you know and i have sons too so now i'm like starting to talk to my sons like
2: mm-hmm. your
0: sister's feeling a lot of things today right um it helps when they go out into the world and it makes it easier for us to be able to exist in the world as we are with i mean we already feel like we have to keep up we already feel like we have to maintain a certain degree of productivity 24 7 and it i think it's helpful you know, to have these conversations and let them know because they're going to be working with other women or they're going to interact with other women out in the world. And if they can understand that, maybe they'll be like, wow, like I'm just going to bring her coffee, right? Or whatever it is that they're going to try to do that might, you know, it might work, it might not. But like my grandma, um, she had a hysterectomy too at like 35, but she still followed a basic flow, like a monthly cycle. And I, one of my first jobs was actually working with her. And for one week out of the month on her lunch break, she would close her door and pull out her little pull out cot and take a nap at lunch. And everybody knew don't knock on the door. And it was mostly men. Cause it was an engineering firm. I think there was one other woman besides her and I, and none of them ever asked, like, you know, not that they would ever feel comfortable or maybe they they probably didn't even notice that she only did it one time a month, right? Like for one week out of the month, she's like closing the door and taking a nap on her lunch break. Um, And maybe they did notice, but they never said anything. But I thought that was really cool of her to be like, I need some extra rest this month. And I have no shame in bringing a cot to work and napping on my lunch break with a sign on the door that says, do not open the store. Do not knock.
2: I oh, I love that so much. <laughs> what a beautiful wise woman and such a beautiful example to, for the women who are watching her and witnessing her. Yeah. I love yeah.
0: That. She's amazing. Um, but yeah, yeah. I think having conversations with the people that we're closest to, so they can kind of carry that out into the world, I think is a really good thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. Okay. So you have, a course, like a self-paced course that people can take to start learning how to track their cycle. Um, Can you tell us where we can find that and then how people can work with you one-on-one if they would like some more guidance in this instead of trying to figure out on on their own?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So uh, if you go to my website, untamedyogini.com, that will lead you to um, my paid programs And so there's a variety of different ways you can work with me, but if you click on any one of them, it will take you to um, essentially another platform with all of my offerings on it. So my website is the easiest way to kind of get get there. Um, And this program is um, a self-paced program called Go With The Flow. And it is a program that you can essentially learn about your cycle and work with your cycle in real time. So uh, it's about five weeks long. So that first week is really learning um, the foundations um, and how to move through. And then you start wherever you are in your cycle and it will take you through um, nourishment practices with herbs, with food, with yoga, with meditations, chants, again, like to work on mind, body, and soul. So you'll find a lot of different modalities and caring for each of those phases. And it'll take you all the way through your cycle. And then you can just repeat and repeat um, until you really have it ingrained in your body. And then if somebody needs more support, in uh, getting through whatever challenges they're going through, whether it's uh, specifically to um, regulating their cycle or more of an energetic uh, womb energetics, um, we can go deeper into custom one on one support. And I work with three months because any changes that you start to adopt into your life, it does take time. Like I said earlier before, when tracking your cycle, it takes about three months for your body to reset when you're dealing with holistic practices. And it takes about 21, 22 days to reestablish new habits. And so those three months really help to um, cater in in the full embodiment, right? Of of this work um, and having that support and so um, I will customize it. And again, working on mind, body, soul, um, throughout the, in, the entire program. And then you get the go with the flow program complimentary when you do one-on-one work, one-on-one work with me. I love it.
0: Well, I'm going to put your website there so that people can go find it and yeah. decide if they want to learn from you, work from, with you. Um, because, I mean, yeah, I was able to figure out on my own, but having somebody to help me would have been amazing. So.
2: Me too. <laughs>
0: yes. Well, thank you so much for doing this episode of so helpful, so informative. Um, I hope it was really encouraging for a lot of women listening in too. to, you know, if you are wanting to make some changes to feel better, um, to start making those changes.
2: Yes. Thank you so much for having me and having this beautiful conversation and sharing with with your lovely community. I'm, I'm so grateful. All right. All right. Thank you. Bye everybody. Thank you.
0: Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to be without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful, or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. I, it would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me on your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.